The deep state is abusing science and medicine to take your freedom and ultimately make you into a slave. Today we're going to do something a little different. we got a wonderful special guest here in studio with us. Stay tuned for this episode of Behind the Deep State. All right, welcome folks to another episode of Behind the Deep State. I am your host, Alex Newman for the New American Magazine. And I told you we had a little bit of a different format for you today. I think four times in the past we've had guests on this program. It's usually just me blabbering. Uh, But we have a very special guest today. Uh, You are not going to want to miss this. Uh, Her name is Rebecca Terrell. She's the newest senior editor at the New American Magazine and just an absolute fount of wisdom and insight, especially into all matters scientific and medical. She's actually a registered and licensed nurse. Uh, She's not practicing at the moment because she's doing uh, something that I consider to be even more important, saving our country by educating the American people through her service here at the New American Magazine. Uh, Rebecca, it is so great to have you with us. Thank you for joining us. Um, Before I start asking about the monkeypox and the COVID and the deep state's abuse of medicine and science to enslave us, uh, just tell us a little bit about yourself and how you ended up at uh, TNA. Well, I was born into a John Birch Society family. Uh I came out with a with a cross in one hand and an American flag in the other. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. So I'm just here by default, actually. I was raised to to be a good American, to be a good patriot, and to see what the destruction that's been happening to our country since long before we were born and to try to reverse that and save our constitutional republic. So it's an honor to be here. I feel a little bit that I'm walking among giants uh, now that I'm on staff with the new American. It's a wonderful honor. Yeah, it's great to have you here. Uh, your your work I've followed for many years. You and I have collaborated on articles in the past, uh, even on, on vaccines way back in the day. Yes, the, we did. What was that? Was that the swine flu? or I think it was measles. It measles, was measles, that's right. Outbreak. Yeah, when they were peddling the hysteria about the measles, that's right. Exactly. We debunked it, I think, pretty masterfully. Yes. Um, so I want to talk about monkeypox today, and then we'll get into COVID and stuff. Uh, the newest uh, round of hysteria is monkeypox. Uh, they're already talking about monkeypox mandates. They're already talking about new restrictions. Um, first of all, should we be concerned about monkeypox? And second of all, will giving up our freedom save us from monkeypox? Exactly. Well, monkeypox itself, no, this is the West African clade, which is another word for variant. So we don't really have to worry about this unless it was engineered in a lab, which we have a little experience with that, don't we? Yes. After the past two years. And actually, I think many years ago, too, because I think a lot of these new viruses that they come up with are variants of natural, but that's a story for a different day. Uh, Do we have to worry about monkeypox? Listen to what they're saying. They're saying, oh, it's not as severe as COVID. We're not going to have to worry about lockdowns. What they're saying is we own you. If we decide that we need a lockdown, we'll lock you back down. We'll destroy your lives. We'll destroy your livelihoods. And it's all for the purpose of expanding that deep state and destroying, again, destroying our constitutional republic, which is why we exist here at the, the New American and why the John Birch Society exists, to, to preserve that. So yes, we do need to worry about monkeypox, but not for our health, not for health reasons. We need to be aware. They've been planning these things. They show their hand regularly. You quote them often. Uh, the germ games of Bill Gates and the World <laughs> Economic Forum uh, that are backed by backed by those that money. Uh, they've they planned out COVID-19. They had three different playbooks for COVID-19 before they foisted that on us. You know, they've been planning smallpox 
they've been having smallpox germ games too. So I'm not surprised that monkeypox is a close relative of smallpox. And now they're pulling out the smallpox vaccine uh, on us. And the smallpox vaccine has a history of, in fact, we're not allowed to use it because it's so, it's a dangerous drug. You know, that's something that we need to realize too. There's this common misconception that the answer, the solution to all viruses is only vaccines. And that's just not true. God does not put pathogens in the environment without putting solutions. We know ivermectin, which prior to COVID, even the major media called a miracle drug. They awarded the Nobel Prize to the two scientists who uh, who discovered it and discovered its medicinal properties. But, you know, look back at the history of we talked about measles, cod liver oil, all the kids who had to have the spoonful of cod liver oil before they went out to school in the morning and they hated the taste of it. <laughs> it wiped out measles in this country long before the vaccine came. Yeah, and got, the charts show that, too. The measles was practically a non-issue by the time the vaccine finally arrived and they still see the apologists say, oh, measles was wiped out by the vaccine. Absolute baloney if you look at the charts. Right. And look at chickenpox. We all had chickenpox when we were little. It is for a while. <laughs> you had a fever. It. You felt miserable for a couple of days and then you got better. You had chickenpox parties, right? Yeah. All of a sudden, in the 1990s, they come up with a chickenpox vaccine, and now you go on the CDC website to this day, you read about chickenpox, it's deadly. <gasps> Watch out, we can all die, you can wipe us off the face of the earth, So, because now they have the money-making vaccine. So now what you're seeing in society is this skyrocketing shingles everywhere. There's also a natural solution for that, and that's the enzyme L-lysine, which your body can't make, but it's an, it's an essential uh, enzyme for your body. You have to get that from your diet or from supplements, but L-lysine can wipe the shingles out. But back to my point, though, the reason you're seeing the skyrocketing shingles is because we as adults who had chickenpox when we were young aren't getting those natural environmental booster shots from being around children with chickenpox. It's like a little memory charge for your immune system when you're around a child with, with chickenpox. And that means you, you boost your natural immunity and you don't end up getting shingles. So we don't have sh- chickenpox in society anymore. That's why you're seeing a, a lot more people getting shingles, even people who have had chickenpox as children. Yeah. Well, I, I want to go into this a little deeper. Um, you know, I, I view the, the, massive vaccine peddling as a critical part of the deep state's agenda. Um, It it just so happened that because of the New American, I educated myself on this. It was back during the swine flu hysteria that uh, Gary Benoit, our our editor-in-chief, called and said, Alex, why don't you spend some time looking into this? And this was before any of my children had been born. You know, I would have certainly taken them to go get vaccinated just like anybody else. And then I started digging into it. I spent a month digging into it, and I very quickly realized that my goodness, they're lying. These are not nearly as safe as they claim. They're not nearly as effective as they claim. Right. Why in the world are they pushing this so hard? And so money is, money. you know, obviously the, the love of money is the root of, depending on what translation you use, all evils or all kinds of evils. Right. But what, what do you think is the agenda behind this just relentless drive for injecting more and more people with more and more so-called vaccines? Well, I don't think we have to guess at it. We see right now Biden is trying to cede the say-so of our health care policy over to the World Health Organization. In fact, you just wrote a masterful cover story in The New American about the WHO's power grab and what they're trying to do right now. Uh, We saw the vaccine passports. We, We know that they want to track us all, the digital tracking, the fourth industrial revolution, you know, and depopulation. 
uh, and they haven't been they haven't been secret about this. I was going to say, yeah, talk about the depopulation for a minute, because I think people who are new to this are going to say, what? They're yeah, being a conspiracy right, exactly. theorist. That's conspiracy. just a, a theory, right? <laughs> right, right. But it's not a theory. They, I mean, uh, maybe we throw that clip in of Bill Gates talking about how vaccines are going to throw the uh, reduce the population. So you've got a thing on the left, CO2, that you want to get to zero, and that's going to be based on the number of people, the services each person's using on average, the energy on average for each service, and the CO2 being put out uh, per unit of energy. Uh, probably one of these numbers is going to have to get pretty near to zero. Uh, that's back from high school algebra. But let's, let's take a look. Uh, first, we've got population. Uh, the world today has 6.8 billion people. That's headed up to about 9 billion. Now, if we do a really great job on new vaccines, health care, reproductive health services, we could lower that by perhaps 10 or 15%. So there we go, Bill Gates, right? We're gonna if we do a really good job with vaccines and reproductive health care, by which he means killing unborn babies, right. then uh, maybe we can reduce the population by ten to fifteen percent. So overpopulation, right. there are claims of overpopulation. That that's not just a theory that we're making up. That's them saying that. Right, that is. Now they came back later, and I say they, Bill and Melinda, made. Uh, backpedaled and said, well, what he means is (laughs) women in Africa have a lot of children hoping that a few of them will survive to adulthood. Okay, I'll I'll give you that. But you're still wanting people to have fewer children. You're still, your aim is still depopulation. So don't try to hide it, you know. And and one of those vaccine programs that Gates financed, actually led by the WHO in Kenya, uh, I reported on this extensively for TNA, um, and we, we just interviewed a lady who in the 90s worked on a Rockefeller-funded program to come up with injections that would uh, render women at least temporarily infertile. Yes. And what happened in Kenya, and I, I know you know the story, they vaccinated, quote-unquote, for tetanus, only women and girls of childbearing age. Right. And uh, then they all ended up infertile because it turned out the vaccines were laced with beta-HCG, human chorionic gonadotropin. Right. So uh, the, all the Catholic bishops in Kenya came out and said, look, this is not a vaccine program. This is a sterilization program. Right. You think they're they're doing that on purpose, or they're sterilizing people that, on purpose? And that these? was and that was proven to be true. And that had and the reason that the it was actually the doc- doctors, the Catholic Doctors Association in yeah. Kenya, that they f- sent up the first red flag. And yes, the bishops uh, uh, just piled on board with them. But they'd already seen it happen in Mexico and the Philippines and several other countries, developing countries around the world, where there is supposedly overpopulation. <laughs> so, you know, and, and right now we're seeing in industrialized countries such as our own, our we would not have a replacement rate of our population right now if it weren't for legal immigration. That's true all over uh, Europe, too. And this is not a good thing for no. society. God didn't create the world, and then all of a sudden the population's getting out of control. No. No, I seem to remember him saying something about, be fruitful and multiply. Uh, exactly. <laughs> right? There you go. And so this is, and what you said earlier, you said something about this being diabolical, and absolutely, it actually goes back. I see it as going back to the original lie, you will be like God's. Mm-hmm. That is what Bill Bill Gates and Klaus Schwab and all of these fourth industrial revolution conspirators, (laughs) revolutionists, uh, but but, and they and they are conspirators. You know, I I think that that's a demonized word, but we have to acknowledge this. Shine this light on the conspiracy that does exist that we call the deep state. I actually want to air real quick, Rebecca, a clip because I think a lot of people will hear that and say, oh, come on. Come on. I want to air a clip that I I just recently found of uh, Yuval Noah Harari. He's the the advisor to the World Economic Forum. Obama and Merkel promote his crazy books. Uh, Absolute 
wackadoodle, in my opinion, a homosexual activist. But uh, he actually says that these upgrades that we're going to be doing with these technological upgrades, genetic engineering of human beings, is going to make us into gods. So let's roll that clip. So what will become of us? I think that we will become gods. We will acquire divine powers of creation and destruction, but we will be dissatisfied gods. All right, folks, you saw it, right? Uh, these, these people literally think that they are going to upgrade themselves into being gods, and that's exactly yes. the same lie that Satan gave all those thousands but, of years ago in the garden. Absolutely. Um, Pretty incredible, um, it is. Rebecca. And so I, I agree with you on this this issue of where they're going with the vaccines and, and what they're ultimately trying to accomplish. Um, yeah, I want to do a, a little bit on the history because this is not the first time. This whole abuse of medicine, this whole abuse of science, this is not the first time the deep state has been using these types of tools to take away our freedom and to build their, their one world system that they're trying to uh, to impose on us. Now, you, you've done a lot of work in both the science and the medical fields on these issues. Uh, talk a little bit about the history. Well, I, I think the first thing that people will probably hearken back to is the Nazis, of mm -hmm. course, because there was so much medical experimentation, hor horrible, horrible inhuman medical experimentation on people. But the Nazis aren't, don't have the monopoly in that. Um, the Russians, during the Russian Revolution, there was so much. I think you and I were talking before the interview here about um, the psychology excuses that they would use to throw people into the gulag. And uh, we have Alexander Solzhenitsyn's writings as proof of that. But it's not just a foreign thing. We've had that. We've had a lot of uh, medical abuse on the United States soil. In fact, our vaccine policies now are dictated by a 1905 uh, Supreme Court case that came out of Massachusetts. Jacobson was a man who had had horrible reaction to the smallpox vaccine in the past. He refused to take the smallpox vaccine during an outbreak in, in, the, in the early 1900s. Uh, they made him pay $5 <laughs> as a fine for refusing the vaccine. I want to point out, too, there was at least an out. Now, $5 back then was yeah. about equivalent to $160, which is not, you know, livelihood threatening, but it was still like a, Biden's vaccine mandates. Right. Yeah. A pinch. Yeah, there's no out from Biden's vaccine ma mandates. And right today, though, we're, we're recording this in, in the midst of um, the CDC and FDA are having uh, are deciding right now to make these COVID vaccines available to uh, infants as young as six months old. This is unbelievable. And anyone who gets their children vaccinated, a six-month-old child, you're putting them at risk of, of immediate death. For no reason whatsoever. For no COVID reason. is literally no threat at all. To no threat at babies all. Babies and children. But going back to the 1905 Supreme Court case, it was the justices on that Supreme Court who said, well, medical consensus today uh, believes that the vaccine is necessary, so we rule against you. And he didn't get his money back. That's what he was suing for. He was suing to get his $5 back. <laughs> he still didn't have to get the vaccine, but he didn't get his $5 back. But the destructive part of that, it wasn't just loss of a 1905 $5 bill. It was our own medical autonomy over our over the current medical consensus, whatever that might be or might be believed to be. And we have to go along with it now because of a 1905 ruling from the U.S. Supreme Court. So it's on our soil, too. You know, we can't just blame the Nazis. Any, any, any say-so over what goes into your body, you should have that final say-so. It should be between you and your doctor. 
And you'd think that'd be one of the most basic freedoms, right, is, is your own bodily autonomy and not in the sense of being able to kill your babies, but in the sense of not being forced to, to take medical treatments that you don't want and things like that. It, it truly is incredible. Well, and anybody who tries to use the excuse of bodily autonomy in the case of abortion is... Abortion is willful murder. Yes, it is. Abortion is murder of an independent, separate human life. At the moment of conception, the mother's body immediately tries to start uh, destroying that new life as something that's foreign to her because the immune system is always going to try to get rid of foreign materials from your body. The immune system immediately identifies that new life as something foreign to the mother's body. And there are natural mechanisms that occur that that newly formed life, uh, there's, a, there's a protein shell that forms around the newly formed life that protects it from the mother's immune system. And then once the baby implants in the uterus, there are other uh, mechanisms that form regarding the placenta and chemicals that protect that baby from the mother's immune system that would otherwise try to destroy it. So that right there is scientific proof that life begins at conception. So, yeah. But that doesn't fit with the overpopulation agenda. we got to have less babies. we got to have less people. Um, before we move on to the next topic, I do want to stop again at this overpopulation thing. Why do you think they're so obsessed with this notion that there are too many people and that we have to reduce the population, whether that be through abortion or promoting LGBTism or using vaccines or, um, you know, why? Why do they need to reduce the Do they really believe that there's too many of us or what's the deal? I believe it is demonic at its source. I believe the devil hates us and he's using these people to destroy as many of us as possible and to not create life. As you quoted, the scripture says, be fruitful and multiply. That was a divine ordinance. And the, the very first, if I remember correctly. Right, <laughs> right. And so, you know, and, and but we have to we have to remember too that the devil is not the opposite of God. God That's has right. no opposites. That's right. You know? And so he's always going to lose. But he is, I, I believe that this is at its heart a demonic enterprise. And just as God uses us to be his tools in in this world, the devil tries to use us too to be his tools and thwart God's plan. Yep. So that is ultimately what I, I believe. Yeah, I agree with you. And I suspect that's not going to work out very well for the devil. <laughs> uh, so uh, we, we've only got a few minutes left, Rebecca, but I want to ask you just some 50,000-foot view questions. You know, when, when we talk about the deep state, I mean, people have different definitions of what that means. Donald Trump, I think, was referring to the kind of permanent state behind a state in Washington, D.C. You know, when I talk about it, sometimes I clarify with deep state behind the deep state. I'm talking about the groups like the Council on Foreign Relations, the Bilderbergers, all the weirdo secret societies and their weird things that they do. Um, What do you think of when you think of the deep state? What is it? Who is it? What do they want? What's their their end game? Um, Just give us your thoughts on what that means. I think that everything that you just listed, you know, I mean, it's at its heart. Again, it's a demonic enterprise, but all of the groups that you just listed and now, of course, are um, bureaucratic agencies, all the ABC agencies that are completely, there's not one bureaucratic agency that exists that is in accord with the Constitution. But we have to realize we still have a constitutional republic. They haven't destroyed it yet. They're trying their hardest. It is uh, treason. It's the enemies. The, I see the deep state as the treasonous enemies, the domestic, foreign and domestic 
enemies of our constitutional republic. They are plotting to change our constitution, and if we get a new one that they write, it's going to be worse than anything Australia has ever seen or China has ever seen. Uh, and we need to make sure, you know, everybody's excited about these upcoming elections. Oh, the Republicans are going to sweep up, sweep them. And we need to have pause there, too, because what if we get a bunch of rhinos? They're not any better. They're deep staters, too. So we've got to be vigilant. Uh, I forget who it was that said freedom is not free. But the Founding Fathers all warned us, this is something that you're going to have to be vigilant and, and fight to keep. If we, want to, if we want freedom, we can't sit back on our easy chairs and let somebody else fight the battle for us. We've got to get out there and do it ourselves. Yeah. And so that leads me to my last question. How do we get out there and do it ourselves? What are some of the ways that you think we could uh, fight the deep state, resist the agenda? Um, and I mean, obviously, everybody's got different skills, different talents, different places they are in life. But what are some of the overall strategies we could use? Absolutely. Well, first of all, educate yourself. Read the New American Magazine. Amen. Join join the John Birch Society. It is the it is the best organization that we have in this country to combat what we've been talking about here. Because that, there is a clear plan, and there's, as you said, everybody has different strengths. There are things for everybody to do, and they've already got it all laid out for us. Um, we really need to focus on Congress because Congress, uh, you know, it's Congress's fault that, for instance, the Supreme Court has the power to say whether abortion's legal or not. They, it, it shouldn't, you know, and Congress has been falling asleep at the wheel. Congress can save us from the federal bureaucracy. Congress can save us from involvement in the United Nations that is, you know, ceding our national sovereignty bit by bit by bit every day. It's an open faucet, it's not just dripping, but pouring, you know. So um, we need to focus on Congress and focus on our, at the state level too, because our state legislatures have the power to stop the federal government from encroaching on our liberties. Um, so, you know, get get active. Get active in, um, in politics and get active in the John Birch Society and we got to get out there. We got to we got to preserve our constitution. They've got their sights on it. Yeah, they absolutely do. Yeah. Well, I want to thank you, Rebecca, for uh, for all of that insight, and thank you for all that you're doing for the New American. Uh, best place to find your work, the New American, and just go search in the search bar for Rebecca Terrell. Right? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Excellent. I'm not big on social media, so. <laughs> okay. Very good. Well, thank you, Rebecca. Thank you. Um, all right, folks. That was Rebecca Terrell, fellow senior editor at the New American Magazine, with her thoughts on the deep state and the medical tyranny. I want to thank you guys for tuning in. Please share this out. I'm glad you would uh, spend some time with us. And uh, you know as well as I do, the fascist social media companies are not going to let this get out there. So we really depend on, on good folks like you watching this to share it with your email lists, your friends, your family, people at your church. Uh, we've got to get the information out. We've got to get the truth out in order to save our freedoms and stop these diabolical forces seeking to enslave us. I'm Alex Newman. This is Behind the Deep State. Thanks for watching. Until next time, God bless you all. If you enjoyed this video, please make sure to subscribe, hit like, hit that little bell so that you'll be notified whenever we post new videos. And also, please make sure to share this video with your friends. Email is a great way to do it. Remember, there are powerful forces working to steal our freedom and destroy our country. We need to work together, expose those behind the deep state. Otherwise, you can kiss your liberties goodbye.